Good evening, everyone. I am back. I hope you can hear me. In fact, I'm going to pull up the comments so I can see what all you beautiful people are saying. Thank you, Stuart, for your super chat. I greatly appreciate your generosity. Dippin' Dot, thank you as well. Dot has been going through her chew toys and she started bringing them to us to play with us. Oh no, I popped it out. Now I can't see it at all. Okay, I'm going to have to look at it in the window if I can. Oh, I think the window just froze. Okay, thank you guys all very much for joining me anyway. Uh, especially Stuart, I hope you're doing better. They're definitely coming for our children. Lines in the sand should have been drawn years ago before they got this far. We're actually going to read an article from the Federalist about that exactly tonight. Um, I think there is truth to what you're saying, but we'll see what the Federalist has to say. They're always a good source of commentary. So we'll see what they've got going on. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to point out is there are factions in the U.S. standing up against this. Um, living in accordance with their religion and it's not Christians and that shouldn't surprise anyone, but here we are. Unfortunately, Lori's here. Good evening. Troy is here and chili dog. Welcome all. I appreciate you joining me. We always have a small gang, but we have a great time and I love the chat very much. So let's get into this first article from not the bee, although we wish it were, we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. And Jesse James is his pseudonym, I'm assuming, starts off this article by saying, Jesse, what makes you think radical, perverted, hypersexualized, gender insane leftists are coming for your children? Oh, I don't know. I just listen to the words they say. And they show this video from Tim Cast News, which is awesome. I believe this video was recorded by our friend Elad up in New York City. Let's hear what they're saying. So that is Pride's finest, and they are raising a ruckus when it comes to making no secret of their intentions. I read a really interesting Newsweek article about this earlier this evening as I was getting ready to chat with you guys, and they were saying there was some discussion over whether it was actually them saying, we're coming for your children. Um, there was somebody who was hypothesizing that they were actually saying, we're not going shopping which I find very strange. I've listened to that video multiple times now, and that does not seem to be at all what they're saying. Um, they literally just sound like they're saying, we're coming for your children. And a commenter on Twitter is actually quoted in a Newsweek article as saying, scary groomers don't come out and say, we're coming for your children. To that, I would just refer you to libs of tiktok where all she does is go on tiktok and take videos of people saying yes we are grooming your children into this ideology now they may or may not be actually sexually grooming children they're introducing these ideas and i think that people don't know exactly what grooming is grooming is introducing the idea that if you are a boy you can be a girl and vice versa so this would be the teacher who has the changing closet for when kids come to school they can change into clothing of the opposite gender and the teacher is never going to tell their parents because they want to respect their privacy or something at least this is the argument that's made in california Elad recorded this. It makes my blood boil. Yes, 100%. I actually reached out to Elad. I said, do you want to come on the show? And we'll chat about this. But he's a busy guy, especially since that went viral because it really did take off. 
honestly good for them very happy to see that everywhere i'm really really glad that people are starting to pay attention to this stuff but we'll see what happens going forward but i will tell you right now there are people who are taking it very seriously but like i said again they're not christians so let's look at what the federalist has to say about why this is happening Uh, Not this exactly, but the whole pride thing. Because the pride marches have been getting insane. Absolutely insane. So let's read a little bit of this. Naked men freely expose themselves to kids at pride because the right bought the left's tolerance lie. Interesting and spicy allegation. Let's see what Jordan has to back this up with. The content in this article is not suitable for children. Well, I imagine it's not because it's what's going on at pride. People were, I think it was Ed Krasenstein who was mocking people for sharing the videos of what's going on at Pride events. He's like, you're saying that this is insuitable for children, but then you're sharing it on Twitter. What's wrong with you? So the issue to him wasn't the event itself. It was the fact that people were reporting on it and covering it. And that's right in line with the leftist idea about getting super, super upset when people notice what they're doing. So let's read a little bit here trying to take breaths as I go along instead of spitting all my words out at one time. There is nothing more jarring than waking up to a Twitter feed littered with photos and footage of nude men and women prancing at pride performances parades all across North America. Yet that's exactly what happened to many on Monday morning after nudists, furries, and other fetishists gather in New York City, Seattle, and Toronto this weekend to celebrate sex under the LGBT banner. And Minneapolis, I will point out, because that's where the man who was caught on camera a couple years ago or a year ago twerking in front of children in his tidy whities has made his reappearance. He is reprising his role as the pervert who was dancing mostly naked in front of children. Children were not only present for these inappropriate displays, but in the case of a naked gathering, Wisconsin actually participated. Oh, no. Okay. One of the most egregious justifications for this behavior came from leftist tech bro Brian Krasenstein, right, who claimed that libs of TikTok shouldn't tweet the offending videos because millions of kids can now see this. Like I mentioned earlier, why are you pointing out that we're doing this? It's not happening. It's good that it is happening. You shouldn't be pointing out that we're doing it. It's a whole thing. You start to recognize it once you see it a few times. Krasenstein suggested that seeing a man naked on a bike isn't going to have much of an impact on any kids. And posting the video was arguably worse than riding a bike naked in front of a kid or two. Mind blown. Because I don't know if you guys remember, but we actually talked about the doctor or the sexologist, the German guy who came up with the term cisgender, he actually said something incredibly similar. He said it doesn't matter if kids see this stuff. It's a natural, normal thing. Kids need to be exposed to stuff. B.S. Out and out lie. Pedophile fodder. Give me a break. I digress. He claimed that adults exposing themselves to children certainly certainly should be illegal, But wrapped up with the assertion that indecent exposure to children doesn't really matter because there are much, much worse things the average kid will see or hear online and offline in a typical week. What is he exposing his children to? Holy cow. Just because our society's oversaturated with sex doesn't mean children should be exposed to it. Even the federal government acknowledges that many cases of child sexual exploitation begin when predators show children suggestive images and nudity is introduced. That would be grooming. That would be overt sexual grooming. 
It doesn't take a genius to know that despite the sexual revolution sweeping failures, leftists are advancing their liberating, aka radical, ideas about sex by involving children. This is becoming very difficult to refute. This is something that conservatives have said for years now. For years. My parents didn't even think it would go this far. But they were telling me things like, this is a slippery slope, this is a bad idea. And I was like, I could see how it could totally be a slippery slope. I could see how it could be a bad idea. Sexualized childhood is the next frontier for the sexual revolution, Federalist contributor contributor Scott Yanner wrote in First Things in 2020. It comes in the sheep's clothing of pregnancy prevention and healthy lifestyle, but it is a wolf. It promises to disorder human sexual relations and to undermine what remains of our marital and family ethic and subvert civilization itself. For decades, the left and their allies insisted that the LGBT agenda was not demonic or perverted, but simply begged for open-mindedness and inclusion. Evidence of the demonic and perverted activity that plagues pride every year repeatedly undercuts this lie. Yet the people who rule you, the institutions that employ you, and the brands that you buy wholeheartedly embrace it. Right, so here's a tweet from Scarlet, Pride 2023, not today, Jesus, and it's literal satanic imagery. Satan, the word Satan superimposed over a pride flag. Satan loves. Wow. And this is the um, clothing designer from Target. If you'll recall, Satan respects pronouns. Nice horns. Robbie Starbuck. This is the group that the Dodgers are giving a Community Heroes Award to. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence are an anti-Christian hate group and an adult sex act. I will spare you the video. You guys can go check it out for yourselves if you want to. Lots of baseball players follow me. Are any of you going to break up, speak up, or will you allow Jesus to be spit on? I'm assuming he says, uh, this may sound harsh, but it really is not harsh enough. Are you all so cowardly you won't stand up for Jesus? Are you men or drones? That is a very valid question. Do you believe in your God or not? Do you fear the woke cult that much? Man up. Don't be cowards. Speak up for Christians. Speak up for the majority of your fans. If you do, you'll be celebrated. You'll be doing the right thing. Take a stand. The rest of you tag your favorite baseball players and ask them to take a stand. Hopefully that's exactly what people are doing. And he tagged a whole bunch of them here. Look at this. Major League pitcher Trevor Williams has posted a statement condemning this honor being bestowed on this hate group by the Dodgers. Show um, Miyamo Trevor, oh, interesting Hispanic background, sounds like some support from his fantastic statement. Clayton Kershaw has spoken out just now as well. So this is from the end of May. And yeah, I'm really, really glad that he brought this to them because it's definitely something needed that needed to be done. I don't know if you guys saw this as well, but the NHL actually dropped their requirement for players wearing the pride jersey, the pride jersey at practices. And they're actually getting rid of some of their pride stuff. In fact, let's pull some of that up and then we'll talk about the Muslim the Muslim parents. Pride jerseys. Oh gosh, LGBTQIA+. I am not reading all that. I don't care. I don't care. I refuse. Let's see if we can find some semi-conservative commentary. Oh, interesting. Transgender activists got the NHL's pride jerseys canceled. Journalists and transgender activists, but I repeat myself, overplayed their hand when they tried to shame NHL players into wearing pride jerseys. Now, no one in the league will be wearing them anymore. Good. Good. And I just have to say, I have immense respect for hockey. Always have. It's always struck me as one of the more masculine sports that's still out there because it's basically just blunt force trauma in a very quick delivery on ice, basically. I'm sure Andy would be fantastic at it with his skill in rollerblading. 
The NHL announced that teams will not wear special warm-up jerseys for themed nights. That includes themed nights like military and heritage, but it is clear that the impetus for this change comes from the team Pride Night. NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman said that it would be inappropriate it would be appropriate for clubs to not change their jerseys and warm-ups because it's become a distraction. 100%, I'm so glad this is their stance. Bettman is exactly right. Transgender activists have no one to blame but themselves. When Philadelphia Flyers defenseman uh, Ivan Provorov, now in the Columbus Blue Jackets, declined to wear a pride-themed warm-up jersey before a game, he was attacked relentlessly by sports media figures. Sports journalists demanded that he be, be benched or suspended, called him a homophobe for staying true to his religion, implied that he wasn't devout in his religion, and even called for him to be fired. But Provorov wasn't the only player who decided to opt out. Other hockey players followed, citing their religious beliefs. Then entire teams began opting out of their jerseys, likely an effort by teammates, coaches, or both to protect those players from the hate-filled rants that journalists and activists, again, I repeat myself, hurled at Provorov. I just have to say, it only takes a few people, okay? I know it's easy for us to feel like we're completely alone, like nobody agrees with us. The mainstream media goes out of their way to make conservatives feel like they're crazy, like they're alone, like nobody agrees with them. It's not true. People do agree with you whether you see them or not. And you speaking out and you taking a stand about this stuff, kind of like the baseball players that Robbie was just talking about, one person does make a difference. Two people makes a huge difference. From from my understanding, only two guys vocally stood up against this and were wildly attacked by left-wing media. That was all it took. That was all it took because this is still a relatively solid institution Other players followed suit. Other teams followed suit. People weren't willing to throw their teammates under the bus. So happy to see it. And I want to hold this up as a highlight, as a, as a, as a beacon of what can happen if you do decide to stand up for your values, because it's so important now more than ever, absolutely vital that you continue to stand on your principles and refuse to back down because they are going to try to make you feel like you're crazy and like you're alone you're not and you standing up is going to inspire other people to do the same all right speaking of standing up for your beliefs this is a very very interesting case that i'm so excited to watch the outcome of because this is intersectionality at its finest and i do mean that so andy tweeted out andy no pardon me mr andy no tweeted out hashtag trantifa interesting, tried crashing a Muslim protest of LGBTQ ideology in Calgary over the weekend, that is Canada. There have been multiple Muslim-led protests at Pride events and queer school curriculum in Canada and the U.S. Hashtag Antifa. Let's see what they have to say here. I don't think we're going to be able to hear much, but we will be able to see them yell at each other. So let me unmute that. Leave our kids alone. Yes. That is a very snazzy, high-class sign. I like that. Let's look at that. Hold on. This guy. My goodness. That's a beautiful sign. (laughs) Good for them. Here's Antifa. We have the intersectional brigade to try to intimidate these parents because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what religion these parents are. They are parents. And this puts them in the same group as Christian parents. 
and as parents from any denomination, any religion, any background. So here they are waving their big white thing. They're trying to block the big sign that says, leave our kids alone. And I wish that Antifa would sometimes just stop and think about what it looks like, what they're doing. They're trying to block you from seeing a sign that literally says nothing but, quote, leave our kids alone. How does that look? How does that look? Are you really making friends and influencing people with that stance? Because it just looks like you are literally going after kids. You are proving these parents' point, honestly. So let's continue. Yeah, see, they're trying to obfuscate it. So here's their big red sign. Yeah, leave our kids alone. How dare you show that sign? We're not coming for your kids. Don't you dare show that sign. Absolutely insane. Lying something for a pop, something for politics. I don't know what she's saying there, but she has, I don't know which side she's on. Very hard to tell. She's a white female, so I'm going to assume she's on the side of Antifa. Often a safe assumption. I said, can't wait to watch this battle play out. And I say that because Muslims have long been a darling of the left, especially understandably in defense against neocon ideology after 9-11, where the neocons were introducing super, super secure measures to try and make sure there weren't terrorists, which ultimately, as most people recognized at the time, I was a little too young. But most people realized that those policies were going to be turned against Americans the minute it was politically expedient to do so. But the left has constantly promoted Islam and Muslims as a minority group that needs to be protected. And I just have to say, I'm speaking here to leftists. If you are defending Islam, I really need you to sit down and actually read the Quran. And read what people do in the Middle East in defense of the Quran and in defense of their prophet Muhammad. Because those people, for all their shortcomings, and they have more than a few, they believe what they believe. Unlike American Christians, who are very, very tolerant and very forgiven, forgiving, Muslims believe what they believe with a serious, serious passion. And that's 100% something that needs to be understood as we're going into this handoff or to this fight between Antifa and, um, and Muslim parents. Hey, everybody, we got a bunch of chat. Scott says, ahoy, hello. Full disclosure, I'm gay, but not the deranged gay we see on the streets today. Many such cases. I know a lot of gay people I'm friends and familiar with. Great gay people who want nothing to do with this. And I do believe this is, this does, this does the whole community such a disservice. Um, I follow a lot of people on Twitter who are gay and in that community, lesbian, gay, whatever. And they are constantly talking about separating the TQ from the LGB. And I think there's 100% something to that, but they need to understand at the same time the damage that the TQ part of the movement has done to that community. It's going to, it's going to be a long walk back to go and fix it. Stuart says, Elad recorded this. It's correct. Evening JJR. The religion of peace are not happy either. Go figure. Yes. I have plenty of bones to pick with Islam, but I will tell you right now, any parent standing in defense of their children is a good parent in my book. Let's retweet Andy real quick. He's in the chat. 
Trad Queen Story Hour is streaming live. That is correct. Here we are having a great time. I'm so happy to be able to stream live with you guys again. Adrian's here. Awesome. Stuart says, not a Frankenstein trying to justify grooming. Yes, yes, those people, those wonderful people in that ridiculous video are the finest that Pride has to offer. And I just have to say, I don't know what it is about this ideology, but it makes people so physically repulsive, disgusting, horrifying, and ugly. They're unnatural and they revel in that. They like that. They think it's awesome. They're like edgy teenagers. They're like, I have to do something to make my parents mad. You're an adult, okay? You should have children. You should have a family. You should have responsibilities and you should be working, but you're not. You're on the street. You're naked. You're riding a bike naked. You're twerking naked in front of kids. I'm constantly saying that we need some kind of hardship in our current culture, I could not emphasize this more in the wake of these pride festivities. This is crazy to me. Absolutely nuts to me that adults, grown adults who should have work that they should be doing are instead dancing naked in the streets. What has become of us? Why have we enabled this kind of thing? Absolutely crazy. Crazy. Texas Ranger says, thanks, Annie and Lydia. You're very welcome. Uh, Andrew Herbert says, does anyone actually care what adults do if kids are not involved? I don't think they do. I personally don't care at all what you do behind closed doors. I will tell you that I will pass judgment on you if I think you're doing the wrong things and I'll probably let you know what I think about it. But at the same time, you can also choose to ignore me. I'm not going to push laws that ban the way you live your life because I don't really care and I don't see why anyone should. I have always believed and at the end of the day, whatever you think about any kind of alternative lifestyle, as a Christian background girl, somebody who grew up in that community, I've always just said, you know what? If God doesn't like homosexuality, I'm going to let him sort that out with those people after they die. It's not really my place. It's not my position. Not interested. They can do whatever they want as long as they don't cause problems for my life. So Adrian says, wow, that video. Holy hell. Yes. It's horrifying. Very eye-opening. I, for one, am glad that they just came out and said it. I don't know if you guys recall, but there was a video from the men's corral from, I think it's San Diego. Men's corral coming. Let me see if I can find this song. I think they took it down, but I'm sure there are articles about it. So let's see what we can find. Yeah. Gay men's choir performs song with lyrics. Uh, We're coming for your children. Um, they probably won't have the video in here, or if they linked it directly, it won't be available anymore. Yeah, they post a screenshot. Yeah, so this is a while ago. This is from two years ago. San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus Corral. I think it's Corral. Maybe it's Chorus. Posted a YouTube video where the choir sings, We're Coming for Your Children. The song speaks of converting children to promote tolerance and exposing exposes them to content their parents don't want them to see. Our report shows there's been a marked increase in LGBT characters in children's television shows as well as in family entertainment shows. Here are the lyrics. We'll convert your children. Happens bit by bit. Quietly and subtly and you won't barely notice it. We'll barely notice it. You can keep them from disco. Warn them about San Francisco. Make them wear pleated pants. We don't care. We'll convert your children. We'll make them tolerant and fair. We are the arbiters of morality. We are the ones who decide what is tolerant and what is fair. It does not look like your religion. It looks like us. We are the tolerant ones. 
Just like you're worried they'll change their group of friends, you won't approve of where they go at night, and you'll be disgusted when they start learning things online that you kept far from their sight. We will convert your children. Yes, we will. Reaching one and all, there's really no escaping it, because even Grandma likes RuPaul. The world's getting kinder. Gen Z's gayer than Grinder. We're coming for them. We're coming for your children. The gay agenda is coming home. The gay agenda is here. And I know there are plenty of good people in the gay community. There are plenty of good people and bad people in every possible community. But this is explicit. And the men's chorale, men's chorus came out and said, we were just joking. This was meant to be ironic. We're mocking right-wingers. No, you're not. You just came right out and said it. And now you're trying to walk it back. Speaking of trying to walk it back, I have something else to show you from Adam Kinzinger, which is awesome. He's always a good time. But I think that... This has been brewing for a really long time, and now we're finally seeing the fruition of it, and it's not good. But I will tell you right now that there is positive light on the horizon. There are parents standing up to this. We have Moms for Liberty. We have um, baseball players and hockey players saying no. Pride Month has been a flop as far as I'm concerned, and I think that people are sick of it. I think we're finally reaching our breaking points, and it's going to be really interesting to see... um, where we go from here. So I really want to pull up this tweet from Adam Kinzinger because I don't know if you guys are familiar with, uh, oh good, Media Matters. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Adam Kinzinger. He's not the brightest. He's no longer a politician, but he posted a tweet about federal agents and he basically just called out Patriot Front as a federal front, um, a federal agent front. And it was so fascinating. So... We'll have to see. We'll see if we can pull it up here in a minute and see what you guys are saying. LGBTQ 879 Wow, I'm amazed I made it that far. Thank you, Adrian. That's what it's turning into. It's hilarious. And he says, Islam was inducted into the protected status as a thanks for their service during the neocon era when they were um, used to convince rednecks to let the government take all of their rights. Oh, what's a spicy take? I think you might be onto something. Stevie says, yes, there is a movement for LGB without the T. Definitely. Yeah, acronyms are meant to be short. Thank you, Andrew. Yes, they're getting longer. It's nonsense. Stevie says, gays against groomers have a good message for sure. <laughs> Troy says, I'm gay and I'm happy with others not being fans of it. That's fine. You can be a little bit controversial. You can be a little bit spicy. Do your own thing. Uh, who says love the sinner, not the sins? Says Stuart, yes. Gay men's health choir. Sam Smith needs a right slap for sure. Hans says, wasn't at least one of the choir a convicted sex offender? That does sound right, although you guys should fact check on that. Uh, Andy says, two of them, I believe. Yeah. Andy says, I think we have to shut this segment down, dear. We're, we live in Florida now. That's right. Oh my gosh. Guys, I've been saying gay for like 20 minutes straight now and I forgot that we live in Florida. We can't say that anymore. Oh my gosh. I'm going to jail. I expect to hear police any minute. I'm just kidding. That's obviously not true. And he says, can't say the G word. Troy says, rainbow is a new swastika as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I don't blame you. Adrian says, I'm sick and tired of pride anything and half of my cousins are gay. I was so amused because I went to Walmart to look up a, or I went to the Walmart website, the app actually, to look up a uh, stroller car seat combo. 
And they put right at the top, it says celebrate Jurassic month, hashtag Jurassic month. And I was so amused because last time I was in Walmart, I was just tickled pink by how little pride stuff they had. Their pride display was an end cap. And I was like, perfect. Let's keep it there. They're like, we're not about to get targeted. We're not to get, not about to get bud lighted. We're playing it safe. We're going to tip our hat to these folks and move the heck along. Not interested in touching that. And I'm so, so happy to see that. So glad to see that. I think we need to make pride as toxic as humanly possible because it needs to be. It is. It absolutely is death for your company to embrace this stuff when we know for a fact Looking at these pride parades and watching the exchanges between Antifa and parents, we know what these people are all about. We're wise to them. We listened to the left-wing media for too long. They lied to us left, right, and center, and now we get it. Some of us took longer than others, but at least we're mostly all there now and mostly all pushing against the same thing. So let's continue on here. This is, we're going to shift gears here a little bit because it's a really interesting piece from the Media Research Center, MRC Free Speech. Appreciate them. AG details fiery lawsuit against Biden's vast, excuse me, vast censorship enterprise. Missouri AG Andrew Bailey is attempting to hold the Biden administration accountable for alleged collusion between the government and big tech to censor Americans during the COVID-19 pandemic and the 2020 election season, calling it the worst First Amendment violation in this nation's history. Bailey discussed developments in his lawsuit against the Biden administration on the show Washington Watch with Family Research Council President Tony Perkins. The Attorney General noted that he has solid evidence of one-sided censorship that occurred before the lawsuit, but he also said the censorship has actually increased since litigation began. This is just the first of a couple articles we're going to read about the Biden crime family because they have been up to no good, as you may or may not have heard. 20,000 documents have been turned over in discovery. We've taken numerous depositions and we've uncovered this vast censorship enterprise emanating across the federal government, Bailey told Perkins. My fear is that censorship enterprise has actually grown since we initiated this lawsuit. He's probably correct. I could not be prouder of Missouri at this point. They gave us Josh Hawley. They gave us fantastic AG. When I was driving through Missouri in the spring of 2020 during the middle of the pandemic, I was so impressed with how cool Missouri seemed. It seemed honestly beautiful. People were super nice. Everything seemed super chill. So good on them. Hopefully they can keep this going. This is the worst First Amendment violation in this nation's history, he added. I'm going to continue to fight. We're going to continue to fight to protect Americans' right to free speech. Good for them. Missouri vs. Biden notably cites an MRC Free Speech America study that revealed that big tech social media platforms censored criticism of Biden online 646 times between March 10th, 2020 and March 10th, 2022. Wow. So they actually have literal numbers showing what happened there. Good for them. I'm so excited to see how that pans out. I will be keeping an eye on that one for sure. Definitely keep an eye on Missouri. They're doing good stuff over there. An often unconsidered state, but they do good stuff. And they give us people like Josh Hawley, who is one of the only politicians I have respect for at this point. Let's talk about Hunter Biden. Biden attorney Chris Clark admits WhatsApp text is Hunter's. So if you guys are just now tuning into this part of the conversation about the crime family in chief, we, um, we talked, I don't think we've talked about it much at all. 
I've been listening to people talk about this, so I assume that I've talked about it, but we really haven't because it's kind of complex. Hunter Biden sent a WhatsApp message literally incriminating him of offering Chinese people or threatening Chinese leaders, CCP officials, uh, with his father's influence while he was sitting in a room with his father. So let's read. Chris Clark, Hunter Biden's attorney, admitted the 2017 WhatsApp text demanding money from a CCP-linked businessman while sitting next to his dad was indeed Hunter's message. So this is confirmed now. On Friday, one day after the House Ways and Means Committee released IRS whistleblower testimony that alleged Hunter Biden demanded uh, payment using proximity to his father as a cudgel, Clark released a statement acknowledging the whistleblower's revelation. The statement tried to distance President Joe Biden from the scandal by framing Hunter Biden as a victim. What a victim. Just picking up bags of money from various foreign people. The DOJ investigation covered a period which was a time of turmoil and addiction for my client, he wrote. Any verifiable words or actions of my client in the midst of a horrible addiction are solely his own and have no connection to anyone in his family. That is an unbelievably weak defense, especially considering if you know he also was looking at charges on a gun purchase where he should not have owned a gun as a narcotics addicted individual. He said on a forum that he was not addicted to anything. Turns out he was. And in fact, now his lawyer is saying that right here in front of us. Clark's statement came on the same day that Breitbart reported the Biden family business received $5.1 million within 10 days of Hunter Biden's message to a CCP-linked businessman who worked with Chinese energy conglomerate CEFC Energy, according to the 2020 Senate report on the Biden family. On August 4th, 2017, CEFC Infrastructure Investment U.S. LLC, a subsidiary of Yi Jingming's CEFC China Energy Company that listed Gong Dong as its director, sent Hunter Biden's law firm Owasco a payment for $100,000. This transaction was identified for potential criminal activity. One of the investment entities of the CEFC infrastructure investment is reportedly Shanghai Waxin Group, a Chinese state-owned enterprise engaged in petroleum products. That company is owned by CEFC Shanghai International Group LTD, which is controlled by Shanghai Guosheng Group, another state-owned enterprise. So it's a tangled web of a bunch of different companies that are functionally shells and fronts for money laundering for politicians and for political influencing. So that's the skinny on that. According to the reporting, CEFC Shanghai was a CEFC subsidiary linked to the aforementioned corruption allegations involving the head of the China Development Bank. These examples further illustrate the deep financial connections between Biden, Owasco, and the Chinese government. On August 8, 2017, CEFC Infrastructure Investment wired $5 million to the bank account for Hudson West III. These funds may have originated from a loan issued from the account of a company called Northern International Capital Holdings, a Hong Kong-based investment company identified at one time as a substantial shareholder in CEFC International Limited along with Yi. You see how they try to make it confusing. You see how they try to make it hard to track. There is a point to this. They want it to be complicated. They don't want to be, they don't want it to be quick and easy to explain. They want it to be very convoluted, very messy, very gray area, just so that if something like this happens, it's very confusing. I'm just saying one of the side effects of doing it this way, not only is it effective, um, politically, excuse me. 
and also makes it very difficult for the general public to follow the story at all. So it makes it easy for the media to bury it if they want to do so. These payments, which were described as consulting fees, excuse me, oh my gosh, I'm having a hard time. I get sleepy at about this time of the evening and it's warm in here, so I'm just trying to stay awake. These payments, which were described as consulting fees, reached $4,790,375.25 in just over a year. IRS whistleblower testimony revealed Thursday FBI investigators wanted to obtain the location data to confirm Biden was in the room with Hunter when he messaged a CCP-linked businessman, but there is no confidence the FBI obtained that data. So the only evidence right now that we have is a metadata-linked photo from Delaware of Hunter Biden in his dad's beloved green Corvette, which we all remember from the garage where apparently Joe Biden was storing classified documents and which he used in an ad to like push the idea that he was strong and virile and capable of leading this country. He is pictured in that Corvette on the same day that this message supposedly went out. Whistleblowers also alleged that Assistant U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf prevented United States Attorney David Weiss from asking questions about an email on Hunter Biden's laptop detailing a business deal with CEFC that mentioned 10 held by H for the big guy. In addition, the IRS whistleblowers claimed Wolf stopped questioning about the big guy to limit where the investigation could go, despite of evidence of Joe Biden's involvement. That's right. Corruption at every single level, all the way up to the top absolutely nuts. You could not write this into a movie. They would not let you off the hook. It's too direct. It's too on the nose. It's too straightforward. There's too much involvement of politically powerful people directly closely linked to it. The son of the president? Are you kidding? It should be like 15 steps out from the president, but it's not. Sitting in the same room using his father's own influence to make this happen. Wow. 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 Will anything come of this? Probably not. And that's just going to make people more convinced that there is no actual rule of law in this country. And I really don't like the direction that leads because that way collapse and chaos lies. I really don't like that. There are people out there who think it would be great if we had some kind of a civil war. But as far as I'm concerned, watching the collapse of these institutions is actually a really bad thing. Because if you believe there should be a state at all, unlike my dear husband... If you believe there should be a state at all, you will also believe that there should be a justice system that is equally just for both rich and poor. This is not the case at all. In fact, the charges that they passed down for Hunter Biden, the misdemeanor, the tax stuff, over one and a half million dollars in tax fraud, apparently, failure to file, mere slap on the wrist, you know darn well that this would not have happened for anyone else. So, fascinating fascinating. This just further erodes people's confidence in the system and that is not a good thing. Yeah, I know there are libertarians and yes, there are anarchists out there who are all rah-rah for nonsense like that. Like, we need to collapse. It'll be fine. We'll come out ahead. Nah, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But let me show you guys this from Adam Kinzinger, everyone's favorite rhino. Holy cow. Let's look at this. These people... The people who are commenting on this, like Kevin Dalton, these people, all blue checks, are celebrating a seeming MAGA assault on federal officers. Let's watch this video and see if we can pick out the federal officers that Adam is talking about. Because I sure couldn't for a minute. I was like, 
surely he's not giving away the game here because he seems to be talking about Patriot Front. He seems to be describing them as federal officers. Just real effing fascinating. Now, I don't know what this really is, he disclaims, but take a gander at the comments of the Patriots who love America. Blah, blah, blah. All right, let's watch this video from Kevin, Kevin Dalton, who makes the mistake of following me. Back up. Get out of here. Swearing profanity. Get out of here. Look, this is an actual Trump supporter. This is an actual conservative. These are actually members of the Proud Boys, whom the left considers the worst of the worst. Absolute felons. All of them. Let's watch without the audio, because we know what they're saying. They're pushing back on this group, and they're saying, get away from us. Get away. Go away. We don't want you here. You're making us look bad. They know exactly what's going on here. Pushing, pushing, pushing. Who are they pushing against? What's going on here? So there's masked people, black shirts, khakis, sunglasses. What else can we see here? Oh, look at that. It's federal agents. Holy cow. Adam Kinzinger just gave away the game. Kevin even just says simply real MAGA versus fed MAGA. Let's see if we can see them more clearly. There's one of them. Yeah. Isn't it always interesting how you can never identify them by their facial features? Hat, glasses, mask, black polo, black polo, hat, mat, glasses, mask, all the same lockstep. Get away, get away, go away. F off. We know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Mask, belt, khakis. Tail as old as time. And you can see, too, this is really interesting because the Proud Boys actually do have a uniform, too. They have the yellow hats. They have the yellow printing on their shirts. They have some of them wear masks, probably because they don't want to be associated with the Proud Boys after hours, which I completely understand given how they've been slimed by the mainstream media, and sometimes they get up to no good. But yeah, they're just relentlessly pushing back on these guys. Get out, get out, go away. So, Adam Kinzinger, not a smart man, really not. But he commentates on CNN now, so, you know, he's raising the IQ over there for sure. Um, I honestly can't believe he said that. I had somebody comment under my um, take on this. They said something along the lines of, um, they're just, uh, I forget what they said. Let me see if we can find this tweet. It takes a minute to, uh, if you guys don't follow me on Twitter, you should do that. All right, let's go down. That's crazy. I can't believe he did that, but I'm really, really glad he did because this is what we've all been saying. Somebody, I think somebody was pointing out that Adam was like trying to make fun of conservatives who say this about federal agents. I don't think that's the case at all. I think Adam's just not super smart. I said, federal officers, all I see is Patriot Front in their identical black masks, sunglasses, hats, polos, and khakis. What federal officers, Adam? Why don't you point them out for us nice and slow? And this other person commented, what are federal officers doing at these rallies dressed in khaki pants and face coverings spouting pro-Nazi propaganda in the first place? They wouldn't be trying to stir the pot and paint all rally-goers as espousing these views for media consumption, would they? Agent Max says he's obviously mocking the right's belief that PF is a Fed operation. I said, no, he just gave away the game. You know how I know, because he immediately goes on to say, now I don't know what this really is. 
Yes, you do, Adam. Yes, you do. Yeah. And I, I agree with my analysis, believe it or not, because he immediately turns around then and says, yeah, I, I don't actually know what this is. I believe that Adam was a fed before he was a politician. Let's look up Adam Kinzinger's background. I bet you a nickel. Former politician and senior political commentator for CNN. Of course he is. U.S. representative from Illinois. Member of the Republican Party. Right. Republican. Yeah, yeah. Military service. Resigned from the McLean County Board in 2003. Joined the Air Force, commissioned his second lieutenant. Okay, Air Chair Force, good stuff. He was a pilot and flew missions in South America. Good for him. He later switched to flying a different plane. Was stationed in Iraq twice. He served in the Air Force Special Operations Command, Air Combat Command, Air Mobility Command, and Wisconsin Air National Guard. Progressively promoted to his current rank of lieutenant colonel. Part of his continued service with the Air National Guard, he was deployed to the Mexico-United States border in February 2019. As part of efforts to maintain border security. Wow, I didn't realize that about him. Yes. And there will be people who jump into the comments and say things like, how dare you slime a veteran? I don't care what you did. I literally don't care what you did. If you're going to come out and spout lies and push propaganda on behalf of literal federal agents against private citizens, I am going to call you out on it so hard and I'm not going to quit because you are what's wrong with this country, period. I'm just beyond grossed out by that. But I just thought that would lighten you guys' day. I thought it was hilarious. I'm really glad that Adam is just saying the quiet part out loud now. I think it's a really important part of actually resolving some of the problems we have in this country. So good on him. I am grateful. Andrew says, tucked in shirts. Han shot first says, not a fatty in the bunch. That's right. That's really interesting. I hadn't even thought about that. Let me see if we can find that picture of the feds from the January 6th. We're going to go to Bing because Michael Knowles, I think, was saying, it was really hard to find this image. So January, defend January 6th, protest federal agents. I know you guys know what picture I'm talking about here. Let's see if we can find it. So we don't actually want January 6th protest. This, yes, okay. This picture, <laughs> you cannot look at this picture of this guy's, these guys carefully checking like all the perimeter, the guys with the watches, the matching watches, the glass, all of them have like the same watch. All of them have the same generic t-shirts. All of them have the military haircuts, the sunglasses, the pants. Holy cow. I want to see the bigger picture. Because I can't see their pockets. But all of them have something in their pocket. And I just have to say, it was so sketchy. Everyone knew as soon as they saw it. They're like, what the heck is this? Yep, yep, they all have something in their pockets. Who knows what it is? Is it a buzzer? Is it a beeper? Hmm, who knows? Oh, but they are all in lockstep. These are clearly military men. And man, there have been federal agents at these rallies for a very long time at this point. This can't even be like disguised. This is no, like you can't deny it. It's undeniable. If you look with your eyes and you're like, oh yeah, all those guys are dressed exactly the same. They have the exact same haircuts. They have the exact same style of hats. All of them are fit trim of a certain age. They're pretty much almost of a, the exact same height. And, um, 
That is a rare occurrence for everyone to be fit in a crowd of Americans. I'm sorry. That to me screams fed because much as I hate the standard American diet, it does make Americans distinctive when actual Americans are gathered in a group. And I personally do not consider federal agents to be actual patriotic Americans, which you might think is weird because they're literally members of the American government. But as far as I'm concerned, if you are an employee of the government, you are making the country worse. Glowworms go home, says Stevie. Same people who turn up to Posey Parker's Let Women Speak events. Possibly so. Possibly so. Good thought, Lydia. Thank you, two ladies. His service in the military seems legit, says Han. Still a giant POS. Yes. Yes. And this should prove to us that you can be a giant POS no matter what you have done in your past life, for sure. Benedict Arnold was a hero before he became a traitor. That's a good point. Thank you, Southeastern Kaiju. That's entirely correct. Lid's breaking out her skills. I don't have very limited skills, but it turns out that anybody can be a journalist and it's really not hard to how to find this stuff. Just got to look for it. Han says, I like how Ray Epps showed up in the search results. Interesting. I didn't notice that. I just wanted to show the, um, the picture itself. The G-Shock Casio watches. Yeah, for sure. Oh, you know what I have to say? There was another group that came out for, um, Len Youngkin, protesters, rain, tiki, torches, I don't know if you guys remember this. These weren't federal agents. <laughs> I love this story. It's so good. Lincoln Project says it's behind group with tiki torches by Yunkin campaign bus during Charlottesville event. This very diverse group. So this is how. Okay. So we're going to do a little class right now on how to tell if they're actually federal agents or if they're fed wannabes. Right. Look at this group. What do we see? We see a black man who looks miserable with a beard. We see a white man with a beard. We see a short white woman who appears to be trying to appear to be a man. We see slightly pudgy white man and slightly pudgy older white man as well. (sighs) These aren't feds, right? They're not feds. They aren't a type. There's a woman there. There's a black guy there. It's actually truly more diverse than the feds are. They don't have the same haircut. They don't have the same watches. It's too on the nose, I think, for them to be standing there with tiki torches. So, so boring. The Lincoln Project is literally home to pedophiles and just a bunch of people who hate Republicans. and Absolutely wild. A rare visit to Charlottesville by Republican gubernatorial candidate Glenn Youngkin is being overshadowed by an incident that occurred outside a campaign stop. Now the Lincoln Project says it's behind the incident. Oh, so these weren't organic protesters. That's crazy. You could have fooled me based on the fact that you literally had a black guy in with your so-called Nazi protesters. Good work, guys. Good thought. So glad you decided to be that inclusive. Youngkin made a stop at Guadalajara's East Main Street location early Friday. While he was inside, several people stood with tiki torches next to his campaign bus outside the restaurant. Tiki torches, as we know, were used by many white nationalists who marched at the University of Virginia on August 11, 2017, the day before the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville. Jason Kessler, who listed as an, organiza- an or- organizer of the rally in a federal lawsuit, carried a tiki torch while participating in that march. So, 100% on the nose with those stupid tiki torches. Tiki torches were used by many white supremacists who marched at the university. Right, we just read that. Richard Spencer, who was also named in the same federal lawsuit, who, by the way, endorsed Biden, had taken part in a separate Tiki torchlit rally for the statue of Confederate General Robert E. Lee in Charlottesville earlier the year. 
Lincoln Project put out a statement late in the afternoon saying in part, today's demonstration was our way of reminding Virginians what happened in Charlottesville four years ago. The Republican Party's embrace of those values and Glenn Youngkin's failure to condemn it. Wild. Absolutely wild. Absolutely zero shame. So this is the private sector version of the federal agents. <laughs> My gosh. Absolutely crazy. I will tell you right now, though, that if everybody has the same haircut, everybody has the same watch, same fashion, same sunglasses, same masks and everything, if they have nice, crisp Nazi flags and they are chanting outright Nazi BS, federal agents 100% of the time, 100%. So somebody was saying that groomers won't come right out and say that cons- that they're, they're coming for your children. I will tell you right now that feds will literally sit there and tell you that they are Nazis on the side of Hitler because they think that's the best way to go because they are unbelievably glowy and they can't help it. I don't know why they don't understand why it's better to be subtle, but apparently they think that strong arming this is a way to convince people that it's actually happening. It makes me wonder how bad things really need to get before people are over talking about these issues and start actually fighting back. Well, Troy, as far as I'm concerned, this is my way of fighting back because I am a lady and I do have a little bit of a voice. Thank you guys all so much for joining me. As I say constantly, uh, I appreciate you guys giving me views and joining in the conversation because it's very important that we speak up, right? It's very, very important that we do what we can. So if you work maybe in healthcare, you can keep an eye on the way that your hospital administration or your nursing home administration is pushing these ideas because it's happening there too. I saw it in 2019 when I worked in the field. Stevie says they ruined the vibe of tiki torches. They absolutely did. I do not like that at all. Tiki torches are rad and can be used to um, disperse anti-bug stuff. Andy, there's an article about the government tracking people that say mean words about high-ranking officers. Can't find it at the moment, says Andrew. That is correct. We talked about that the other day. Uh, Let me see if I can pull that up for us real quick. Military... Military mean words. Let's see if we can find it. Mm, it's too general. We have FUBAR and other stuff. Tracking generals. Yeah, okay, this is from The Intercept. So you know it's based. They're left-leaning, but they actually cover this stuff, and I have nothing but respect for them, except when they get a little too ideological. Pentagon Secret Service trawls social media for mean tweets about generals. So that was from The Intercept left-leaning organization that clicked at, kicked out Glenn Greenwald. So go check that out for sure. I can put that link in the description if you guys want. You are correct. That's exactly what they're watching. Wild. Yep. 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 Planet Fatness, you're late. How dare you? How dare you? Scott Miller says that they never researched their targets, the feds. Yeah, it's a little bit like the problem with the left. They truly believe that right-wingers think the craziest things. And you talk to them and you're like, no one thinks that. Literally no one. You've been watching too much CNN, too much MSNBC. And that's just really what they believe. They believe maybe that all conservatives are fit and trim young men in their mid to early 20s. Mid 20s to early 30s, perhaps, with the same haircut. They're not. Conservatives, even more than leftists, believe in true individuality. And that's going to mean they don't look all the same. (sighs) Andrews, Andy says, planet fatness, Everdeen. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Let's see here. Adrian says, I see fed people. Yes, 100%. Honshot first says, LOL, black, white supremacy blows my mind. Troy says that Epstein must be out of the States. Yes. 
It is relatively well understood at this point that he was a federal agent. He literally got an interview with 60 Minutes, I think it was. Let me see if I can pull that up and then we'll start to wrap it. Minutes, Ray Epps, where he got to whine relentlessly about how his life was ruined because he chose to go out and be a federal agent on January 6th and try to mix things up. And you know what the response from the actual right was to him on that day? It was exactly like the response that Adam Kinzinger was whining about uh, from those people who were pushing back on the federal agents. Go away. We don't want you here. We don't want your influence. Get out. Get out. You're making us look bad. Didn't work with Ray Epps. January 6th was a bus. Uh, bust absolutely ridiculous but crazy crazy stuff all right you guys thank you so much for joining me i was so happy to do an hour-long live stream again so glad you all decided to join me tonight troy says they have the lannister mindset to hell with the rest of us for sure larry says do you consider yourself a journalist now i think that anyone can be a journalist you literally can go to a search engine and pull up what you want to find. And if you have a relatively good mem memory, you can remember when, for example, someone like Adam Kinzinger said something that he now completely contradicts. Bye, Stevie. Have a nice night. All right, you guys, I'm going to sign off here. Thank you, Stuart, so much for all your super chats. I appreciate that. You are a good example to everyone else. Stuart says, even Jackson Pollock paints better than Hunter Biden, but no money laundering available for him. That's right. We didn't even talk about his painting, which is so clearly money laundering. Uh, a lot of modern art is, though, to be fair. Stuart says, they're even dividing the left, but who is they? Hmm, the left. The left is. Han said, congrats on becoming new Floridians. Thanks for the stream. Scott, fare thee well. Alrighty, good night, everyone. I will see you all tomorrow, same time, same place. It's going to be awesome then, just as it was today. We will cover the news. We'll talk about culture like we always do. I will have the audio-only version of this up in no time. And until next time, bye, guys. How's it going?